Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network and Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me this Sunday evening, moments after the Islanders demoralizing 2-1 loss in Carolina, is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, again, the week started out so great, and then here comes the weekend, and here come the Islanders to just take a big old piss on it and make you, again, question their ability to get into the playoffs, to win in the playoffs, to mount any sort of attack that can put together a single goal, let alone win a game. Um, it has not been a great 48 hours for the Islanders, and uh, I don't like it. You know, again, two two great games to start the week. We'll talk about, but after these last two games, I'm at a loss. Like I don't even know what to think anymore. It's terrible. Yeah, and the the problem is like I'm not I'm not even as mad at the Islanders as I am at at myself here, <laughs> because it. Yeah, you know, I spent all day today just kvetching, mm. and you know, like trying so hard to stay busy and to like spend time with my family and you know, not it is the holidays about, after all yeah, like it's, right. forget that <laughs> like trying so hard to be an a rational human being <laughs> who contributes to society and a family unit and and all that and you think like instead i'm i'm you know drifting off thinking about man if they could just steal a point against the hurricane or you know hurricanes and you know, if, if Sorokin could steal a game, there's always a chance with Ilya, all this stuff. And then all that energy, not, it's, it's just wasted. Like, it's just wasted. And it's not anything I have control over. Mm. Um, it's wasted by something I don't have control over. Mm. I have control over not being such a, an idiot um, and, and, and spending so much time thinking about this this hockey team which has you know given me nothing but basically 
what f- maybe six or seven good moments in my lifetime <laughs> surrounded by years of shit like we saw this weekend uh, i mean half of those five or six good moments came within the last you know yeah three of the, two of the last three years basically so yeah exactly <laughs> or three so, of the last four i guess yeah and, and the the way that this whole this this trudge towards the finish line is set up is is making me even more mad because when the Islanders beat the Capitals on Wednesday night, as as we're want to do uh, after a win like that, having a couple of days off, knowing that the other teams around now have to hold their own, like the Islanders held serve, it's their turn. You can kind of exhale a little bit, and you exhale and you start thinking about. Do I want to play with Carolina? Do I want to play Boston? Do we match up well against New Jersey? And then you catch yourself and you have to remind yourself, I'm an Islanders fan. I root for the New York Islanders. I don't root for, you know, the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche. I root for the New York Islanders. Like, just because they're in, people think the Islanders are in the driver's seat uh, and have, the have I think, the quote from the Athletics, Kevin Kurz, who... It's just absolutely hitting it out of the park lately. Um, <laughs> was the Islanders are virtually assured of a playoff spot, and and the the thing that's crazy about that is this is the man who covers the Islanders, so he's watched this team all year, supposedly, right? Like, well, you would think that, that but yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, a- if there's one thing we've learned about Curse's coverage, it's that he doesn't he might watch the Islanders, but he definitely doesn't really understand the Islanders. No, he doesn't understand it. Not to toot our own horn, but he does not understand them at the level to which you and I and our valued listeners understand the Islanders. He could watch them all day, but you know what? What actually this team is and what makes them tick and how they are built in their DNA. Only we understand that. We we can see that he cannot. Yeah. So if he, you couldn't see an O for four coming this weekend, <laughs> where the teams around them collect points and yeah. a team comes back from the dead because a rookie goaltender comes and uh, like virtually assured they're virtually assured of being the islanders that's the only thing that they're virtually assured of um and and that means that they are not going to give us a break and all i want is is a break and and you feel hypocritical i was wrestling with this myself today walking the dog i was talking to usher maddie and uh he's like well you know this is fun this is what you're supposed to be up for these it's so much better than last year and he's right. You know, it's it is so much if if the Islanders were where the Flyers are right now and uh you'd be like damn I would kill to be the Florida Panthers right now, right? Like I I fully ad- agree with that and whatever, but that doesn't that doesn't also mean that it's not torturous and yeah. and the way that this team makes you really just question hmm. every every cent, every second, <laughs> every piece of like clothing that you have i'm not gonna be able to wear anything with an islanders logo on it for the next few days like come on yeah like the way they make you just the way they make you just hate them yeah well that's also the argument for the playoffs too like oh this is this is where you want to be yeah when my i don't feel like my heart is being yanked out of my chest by a you know a tractor trailer like yeah Mm -hmm. it's great it's great when other teams are in it but when my team is in it, it's torture. It's torturous. It's, and, and this is just the, the, 
so today, 6 p.m. start after 7 p.m. start in Tampa Bay. How how did I go to sleep last night? I looked up the flight times from Tampa Bay to Raleigh and nah. compared it to Montreal to Raleigh because Carolina was coming in from Montreal hmm. uh, to see if oh maybe there's a discernible advantage. And then I and then Butch Goring said that the the, the Hurricanes went through customs on the in Raleigh, which is you know a good advantage for the Hurricanes. But <laughs> so I wasn't. Butch was looking it up too. Like he know he knows the Islanders aren't virtually assured of shit. <laughs> because Butch has watched this team. He knows that they're terrible. Like he knows that this is a bad <laughs> hockey team. It sometimes plays good. Um, and has a great goaltender. Uh, <laughs> so like, that's how I went to bed last night, looking up those flight times. And then I woke up today and just thought about how I'm going to be pacing and thinking about this game until 6 PM. And then when the game starts, it's just all that guarantees is two and a half hours of retching. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened. And then if they win, sure. Like in, in another university, the Islanders win and we're all happy. And this is a great podcast, but this is the Islanders, so they lose. They don't even get a point. And now, the worst part of the way the schedule sets up is that they're off till Thursday. The mm. Panthers play the the Sabers on Thursday. We need to, I mean, on Tuesday. So we need to root for the Sabers to beat the Panthers, and we need to turn around and completely wash ourselves of that stink and start to root for the Sabers, uh, root against the Sabers or down the stretch. Meanwhile. The Penguins play the Devils in the wild, and we need the Devils to stay relevant enough because. So not only do we need the Devils to beat the Penguins on Tuesday, but we need them to win other games because they need to be able to stick around in this divisional race so that Carolina's season closing game with Florida means something to the Hurricanes. Right. Like the the hoops that we're going to have to jump through now for the next 11 days are. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard. You just make yourself dizzy and, and make yourself sick. And it's only Sunday night and we have to get to Thursday. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a nightmare. And, and we're dealing with teams who have historically been rivals, have historically damaged the Islanders, hurt them in some way. And every night it's going to be another thing until the season is over. And guess what? When the Islanders season is over, the Panthers season is not over. They they play the next night, and so do the Penguins. So like, yeah, the Penguins play the fucking Blue Jackets. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and the Panthers play like you said the Hurricanes, who theoretically could be playing for absolutely nothing. Who's even right. going to be playing for the Hurricanes? Probably going to be like the Charlotte Checkers or something like that versus the Panthers. Yeah, Rick DiPietro, who, f- 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 yeah. Charlotte Checker legend, <laughs> coming back in. You know, meanwhile the Panthers could need those that win to get in, and you know they could just have have be facing an AHL team. So like. By getting no points over this weekend, and we'll talk about the games very briefly in a second. We're going to focus on the, this terrible run that's going to happen next. By getting zero points this weekend, the Islanders have literally set themselves up for the worst possible case scenario that they knew they were going to get into. And, and you know, I think this is going to be a theme throughout this episode is that for better or worse, and I, I feel like I've mentioned this before, and if not, I've certainly thought about it before. For better or worse, the Islanders are a very confident team. Like when you talk to them, they, these guys, we, you know, they're the uncles, right? They know each other forever. They, they feel confident in each other's abilities. They're in, in their own abilities. And they, I think, feel like they can win any game, any time. And then the puck drops and they just completely implode. And the wheels aren't, the wheels don't come off because nobody puts the wheels on. Like in the game tonight against the Hurricanes, they did not play all that well. Yeah, okay, fine. They lost 2-1. First period might have been okay. They took a lead. 
But the second period was all Carolina. And they were lucky to get out of that period tied at one, thanks to Lucky being Ilya Sorokin was there. But then, you know, Jordan Martinuk scores on a wrister, what seemed like a, you know, a pretty, not harmless, but like the kind of shot that Sorokin has stopped a million times before. This time he doesn't. And all of a sudden they're down 2-1. And the next time I looked up when the Islanders had a scoring chance, it was halfway through the period. It was like the 11-minute mark. And I'm like, guys, it took you seven seven minutes to get another shot on net. Like, what are we doing out here? Um, and so they lost 2-1, and that's that. And then the Saturday night was even worse. They lost 5 nothing to Tampa Bay. They were never even in that game. The, the first period was pretty close, but then Sergeyev scores really off of Romanov, who, by the way, got hurt in the game because of Corey Perry. And then, again, the wheels just completely fell off. They were down, you know, four nothing after two periods, and then Braden Point throws another one on there, and they clinch a playoff spot. Like this was about as disastrous a weekend as you can put together. They scored one goal in between two games, and like even an overtime loss or a shootout loss, something would have been at least a point and to keep you your head above water. But like at this point, again, they've set themselves up. So like I'm looking at the standings right now, and Islanders 87 points, Penguins. 86, Florida, 85. The Islanders have four games left. The Penguins and Panthers each have five games left. So, I mean, they're all within, you know, there's a scenario here, a very easily mathematical scenario in which the Islanders are not in the playoffs at the end of the season. Yeah. All because they couldn't get a shootout loss in one of these two games, you know, like, come on, really? Um, And it's just, and they know, like they, they know, they know what the, they know what the situation is, right? Like, they can't possibly have gone into these games thinking, yeah, we could lose them both, whatever, who cares? Like they they know that if they lose them, this is bad, but then they're thinking to themselves, well, we'll just get it, we'll just win the next one. Okay, but what if the what if the Panthers win two games in between that? Then what? And you're out of luck. So it's very frustrating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and now, you know, you the Islanders had that, you know, they have the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not gonna catch them, but Florida can easily with, with one more regulation win. Um, so like that cushion's now gone, right? You look at the, you look at these, these schedules and you just hope that cause, cause you look at Florida's and, and they, so they have Sabres, Senators, Capitals, Leafs, and Canes in my head the I, I can't see them losing a game. Like, cause yeah. I'm an Islanders fan and, and I'm just expecting the worst that, that the, the only team left in this playoff race that will lose a game is the Islanders and, and which is mathematically impossible because Florida and Buffalo play each other, but I'm still convinced of it. Um, and it's not all, it's not bad. Like it's not terrible. Obviously if you had asked this, I think I said this last week too. Like if you, when the Islanders traded for Bo Horvat at that day, if you said, okay, the Islanders sitting in the first wild card spot in this kind of predicament, you would have signed up for it. You would have bit off someone's hand for it. Um, but now with a given context, you're just like, I don't, I, I can't, I can't deal with it because I, I, like, like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has two tough games this week. They play New Jersey and they play Minnesota, but both at home or maybe once the Jersey games on the road, but then they close their last three games are against Detroit, Chicago and Columbus. And if you ask a sane Pittsburgh Penguins fan, not one that writes for the athletic, they would tell you that, <laughs> They uh, they could easily lose those games to to Detroit, Chicago, and Columbus, or lose one of them. Um, but as an Islander fan, I can't see it happening. Like I'm like, okay, so the Penguins are going five and zero, oh, and 
whatever. And 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 this is all I'm going to be doing now from tonight until the, these teams play on Thursday. The fact that there's none, like nothing, nothing can happen on on Monday sucks. The Islanders are going to be off because they just played a back to back. They're traveling back. They won't practice. Um, we like th- th- tomorrow is just a completely dead day. Mm. Not like nothing can happen. It's just going to absolutely crawl. It's Monday. <laughs> I'm, I'm sh- if 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 the weather has a sense of humor, if Mother Nature has a sense of humor, it'll it'll be rainy and windy and cold and um only over my house and your house though <laughs> and Islander fans house it'll be, yeah. be- oh, oh, you know and, and over the garden then it'll be beautiful but mm. um that that's what we're dealing with like I'm just gonna be looking at these 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 schedules and and gaming it out like okay like if we somehow beat the lightning the light maybe the lightning you know they're playing the rangers wednesday night maybe that that's the game that they they use as a tune-up and then they take it easy on the islanders but at the same time i'm an islanders fan so i know that the the, the lightning will start brian elliott against the rangers and then give us vasilevsky and he'll he's been on fire lately so that's great too so i was gonna um, say if if brian elliott had had started that game on saturday maybe the islanders would have gotten a point and but with vasilevsky there was no chance and uh with Bo Horvat, who you mentioned before, not that this was his fault at all, although he he did have another quiet game because, of course, who's back in the lineup? It's Josh Bailey. Uh, but uh, he basically had the game time goal on his stick very late in the third period and, uh, you know, got a good shot on net, but it got stopped uh, by Freddie Anderson. And that was that. So, I mean, that was I, I don't want to say that was Bo Horvat's legacy game, but boy, had he scored there and broken that that goal drought and again, tied the game just gotten it to overtime we would be having a much different conversation right now you know we might be having like a sigh of relief conversation but instead he is goalless they lost the game they lost saturday's game and now yeah, now we're just sitting here pissed off <laughs> basically so yeah but I yeah just... and 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 here's this 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 was part of the problem too with this you know virtually being assured of, of a playoff mm-hmm. spot is that um you know lou lamarello comes out of the woodwork on uh Friday and holds one of his four press briefings of the season uh, and lets us know that Matt Barzell will either skate Friday or Saturday. Doesn't confirm which one. Obviously, there's going to be no footage. Who knows where he skates? <laughs> uh, you know, could have it could have been in the in the basement of of the Twin Rinks at Eisenhower Park or something. He and, may have started skating today. We don't yeah, know. <laughs> like we just don't know. We just don't know. And 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 then and Lou and I like that Lou said. Not only was that vague, and then he said there was nothing vague about I'm going to say this, and then that's it. I'm not going to give you another update until he plays. Right. Which, like <laughs> we we've said it a hundred times on the show that there's something beautiful about the way the cone of silence and <laughs> and the way that it's hand Lou is and like he's a completely unique individual. He runs a, the the fact that Lou represents this kind of old hockey man that everybody wants kicked out of the game is funny to me because he is the outlier of of the gms like he is the the most unique of the 32 gms uh he's 80 first of all or 81 however old he is now and uh he runs his team completely differently from anyone else um but we also have said a hundred times it can also be incredibly frustrating. So when the Islanders, before they played the Lightning and they were sitting in a virtually assured spot per their intrepid beat writer, uh, that's fine. Like it was funny the way Lou kind of 
clapped back at uh Andrew Gross and Ethan Sears was was funny. Yeah. Uh Andrew Gross asked him of an incredibly finger on the pulse question about <laughs> whether he regretted not trading Simeon Varlamov. Luke yeah. this was just absolutely stunned. Perfect timing. Uh, perfect yes, timing, Andrew. Perfect yes. timing to ask that question. Uh and then Ethan Sears asked him said something about how it's like common knowledge that he's a free agent or something after this year mm. and Luke Lou hit him with like a wooden spoon, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it was funny at the time, but now you look back on it and you're like, God damn, that was that, that felt maybe was that tempting fate. Mm. So we got everybody's tempting fate. And this is a team that speaking of more tempting fate. How many times on the broadcast yesterday, Brendan Burke mentioned that Tanner, Janot hadn't scored for the Tampa Bay lightning yet. I know. Yep. And and yeah. as soon as that happened, I was texting you and other people like, all right, like obviously this mm. guy's going to score because Brendan Burke hasn't stopped saying it. Mm. And then today, I love Alan Fearing. Yeah. He calls a great game. But he mentioned like four times that Jesse Pugliarvi has no points with the Hurricanes. And what did I say? Mm. Yep. Yeah, this guy's going to get a point. And he came within like now. a post or a yep. uh, crossbar or whatever of scoring. So, uh, And so like <laughs> it was it was a weekend of just people tempting fate. And maybe I was part of it. Like mm. I, I look back. I. I know better than to, to to think anything is is assured with the Islanders, well, even when they clinch a playoff spot. Or excuse me, even if they if they clinch a playoff spot, I I still won't feel assured because I can see the NHL just being like, ah. you know, Sidney Crosby's exemplary status kicks in here. <laughs> I was actually surprisingly confident going into both of these games, and I I, I that's a very weird feeling for me. Like I'm never I'm almost <laughs> never like that, but I was and. Then I got smacked in the face, not once, but twice <laughs> and being like, oh, well, that's what I get for being overconfident. But uh, yeah. And, and it's funny. I'm looking at the standings right now and like I'm just going down a list. Carolina, they've won two in a row. New Jersey, they've won two in a row. Rangers have won one because they, they beat the Caps today. Boston, won three in a row. Toronto, won one. Well, they're going to lose tonight because uh, they were losing to the uh, Red Wings. Tampa Bay, won three. Pittsburgh, won one. Florida, won three. Buffalo, won three. Islander streak lost two. like that's this is this is last year all over again. Everybody's winning yeah. except for one team. That's ours. And so yeah, <laughs> when, when everything's is, is this tight, it's that the losing two in a row is just brutal. And, you know, I, it's I don't know. I mean, again, it should, and just, it shouldn't be like like right. they, they lost to two good teams. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Like if, if these two losses happened uh, on February 3rd, like you're like, OK, whatever. But right. they didn't. And the situation called for them to not lose both games in regulation and mm. they did um and we like you said like people were kind of confident going into these games i think the fact that like the barzell news helped right. and whatever and, and i thought they like when you look at the way they played the lightning i was like five nothing is not the, the correct score of that game it's mm. it was you know more like a three one mm. kind of loss where whatever they they played all right for the first um, half of the game, I thought they played fine. Even when it was 2 nothing, I thought... And then yeah. it became a laugher and whatever. Yeah. You can forgive anybody, especially when you have a huge back-to-back game. Mm. To, like Lambert pulling Sorokin, I was like, that's probably a smart move. Yeah. You know, get whatever extra rest he can get for tomorrow. Maybe wake the team up a little bit. Um, and then they come out, like you said, like had a decent first period and they go up one nothing on the Hurricanes. Uh, and they played like assholes yeah <laughs> like yeah like we talked about last weekend recognizing the situation and at this game they had a 
two people maybe who show it's outside mm-hmm. of Sorokin, like two of the skaters who showed up as uh and played as you were supposed to, like Casey Sezikis and JG Pajot. We, mm-hmm. Adam Pellick is pinching in from the point every chance he gets, yeah. leaving Noah Dobson, who had a, an absolutely terrible game, uh, alone on a two on one. He plays it terribly, and like you said, like that the, the first goal, maybe, yeah, you want Sorokin maybe to have it, but it was coming down. But uh, on that one, it's it's Dobson just played that two on one, I thought pretty terribly, like, didn't put any pressure on and either the like he didn't take away the pass it did it seem like and he didn't take away the shot and i think that kind of screwed up sorokin yeah. uh and then and, dobson continued to to not play for the islanders he kept passing it to the wrong team yeah and and that's the recognizing situation stuff like just yeah. just play a clean game yeah. if they beat and, you in a game where you don't beat yourself like then you can fly home and, be, and we'll, we'll be a little bit less mad we'll be sad yeah. but we won't be as mad but like the islanders played like shit their goalie kept them in it and the islanders basically it had six guys essentially play for the other team in in a huge game the only line the only forward lines that played well in either of these two games were whatever line Pierre Engvall was on and that was that was tonight with Carolina he seemed like he I guess he was on a line with with Nelson and Palmieri but he seemed to be out there with Pajot a lot he was basically kind of out there with everybody he was definitely out there with Palmieri a lot and and they played well they were the only ones to get any sort of zone time and do anything with it against the Hurricanes and it all led to, well, uh, uh, Engvall did get a, an assist on Pajot's goal, which was really nice. But then in, in the game against the Lightning, again, they were the only line that did anything was Engvall, Nelson, and Palmieri. And that's it. And the Lightning, by the way, you know, they they have a very, you know, we talk about structure and how you can tell how the Islanders are playing well by how they're playing. And you can see, you know, that that they're do, they're executing what their game plan is. Lightning, who we haven't seen, by the way, since October, have a very structured offensive game plan. And that game plan is clearly have one player sit on the goalie on every shift and then just make sure the puck never leaves the zone and then just throw the puck towards the net and then wait for something to happen. And this happened. And I don't mean like screen the goalie or shadow the goalie or kind of hang out near the goalie. I mean, literally sit on the goalie and then just see what happens. And they know they can do this. And listen. The Islanders have gotten the benefit of some, you know, generous <laughs> uh, pl- uh, officiating, particularly in the playoffs. And so I'm not complaining about that because the lighting are using the refs as a tool because they know that the refs aren't going to call anything because they're not going to call any unless they score a goal. They're not going to call any kind of goaltender interference penalty because nobody knows what goaltender interference is. And even if they do score a goal, what's the likelihood that the coach is going to challenge? And even if they challenge, I got to talk to Toronto and the odds are stacked against them that they're going to call anything back. So just have Corey Perry or Pat Maroon or Tanner Juno or even Steven Stamkos. They all do it. Have somebody go there, sit on the goalie, literally just sit on him physically, and then just see what happens. The Islanders don't do that. In fact, they never do that. And they have no offensive game plan, no offensive flow or or kind of intuition at all. And so even when they get the puck into the other team's zone, as they did very rarely against the Hurricanes, nothing comes of it. And like they were outshot, what uh, uh, twenty? They were outshot, uh, I guess, twenty-two to thirty-five or something tonight. Like they just don't do anything when the, they get their chances, and it's games like this against teams like this where they lose. And you know, this is how you end up in this situation. And again, nobody's asking them to have like blown these guys out seven to nothing. Right. They could have just gotten a point. 
Just get a point. Get a point. <laughs> just get a point. And 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 had they, let's say they lost both of them in overtime or both of them in a shootout or something. Again, that's two points. Like, <laughs> just take it. That's it. That's all we're asking for. But they couldn't even manage that. And yeah, Dobson's been terrible. Mayfield, you know, comes and goes. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes not. Uh, Sebastian Ajo is back. That's great. He did not play well <laughs> against. The, in fact, he took a penalty towards the end against the other Sebastian Ajo. Hilarious jokes uh, ran amok on social media, of course. Um, uh, who Romanov has obviously been playing well over the last couple weeks. He got hurt in against Tampa Bay. Didn't come back and play tonight. So uh, the forward lines, yeah. Again, the fourth line played I thought pretty well against Carolina and against Tampa Bay too. But like, and then the Engvall line played fine. And I can't believe we're here talking about the Pierre Engvall line. I mean, right. Go back, Peter, like save the season, Pierre Engvall. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like there, there are several people you can point to saving the season. Mm. Ilya Sorokin, the hold steady, sure. Pierre Engvall. Like these are <laughs> these are all at different moments. These For, these Bo Horvat, like Horvat right, was exactly, one of those guys. Right? Like, <laughs> like so it's it was at this at at the end of the season. We're gonna have to just kind of look at all the different eras of the season, and mm. you know Sor- Sorokin has always been there. So like he's he's sure he like he's the savior of the season. We know that. Mm. Yeah. But like then, then you had the you know the Brock Nelson heater. Barzell was great in the beginning, yeah. Um, of, and then Sebastian Ajo got really good. Then he of course got hurt. And Barzell got hurt. Then it was Nelson and Palmieri, and and then for a little while, then it was Parisi, and then it was Angval, and now mm. it is Angval, Parisi, and Palmieri. That that's like the only line that they can rely on, which kind of you know brings me to this this kind of point I want to make about the. The Islanders don't have many good players um, on on their roster. Which, if Matt Barzell, I know that you need to ease players back in, but there's four games left in the regular season. Like, mm. is Matt Barzell at sixty five percent better than whatever version we're getting out of Josh Bailey right now? Who I actually <laughs> don't think played terribly tonight. Like mm. he, this was his best game in in a long time because you didn't really notice him. Which is mm. so sad, and I hate saying it about him because we just absolutely <laughs> adore the man. But like, if Barzell's skating and can just like get through a, a practice or two, does it make sense just to like throw him out there and and hope mm. to God that he can just create a little bit of a spark on that first line? Because God love Hudson Fashing, but but if he's the if he's the option, the best option with with Lee and Horvat right now, it's it's a problem because you're trying to make the playoffs. You're not evaluating people for next season uh so it's it's all it's all just so tough to to kind of uh deal with because there's like there me and you aren't gonna have the answer we're not gonna say like (laughs) the islanders are gonna go two one and one over these next four games and get in because the panthers and penguins will cough up a game or whatever it'll be just Mm -hmm. enough they'll get in but like nobody knows and it adds the, perhaps one of the worst if not the worst part about this playoff chase has been that you just have no idea mm. what any of these teams are going to do and and the islanders seem to be for a little while they seem to be the team that was at least consistent like okay mm. they lost to the blue jackets but they backed it they they had just beat the the, the leafs and and devils so like everything kind of evened out and now i mean now it's like you look back on this this 10 game stretch they're five four and one over the last 10 10 games so you can't even like say that about them anymore there was that that time where they're like 16 four and three since the the trade <laughs> deadline or whatever mm. so you're like okay yeah the islanders deserve to be a playoff team playing like this down the stretch but that's now long gone 
they're, they're, that record is not as, as glistening anymore. And they're one of these inconsistent teams. Mm. And I, I can't make heads or tails. How many points is it going to take to get into the playoffs? The Islanders are at 87. The, mm. the, the Penguins are at uh, 86, 86, right? The, the, yeah. the, the Panthers are at 85. And the Sabres, 81 with a million games in hand on everyone or whatever they're at now, they, the Sabres. So, like, it, it used to be, there used to be, like, a hard and fast rule that it was 94, at, at least 94, but it's obviously not going to be that anymore. Like, what is it? it? It could be 91, which means the Islanders would need four more points. Mm. And I don't have any faith that they can get it. <laughs> and, and, and you could have, you could tell me it's actually 90 points. Yeah. And I still wouldn't have faith that the Islanders could get three out of f- three points out of these next four games against yeah. three not great teams, uh, and 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 then the Lightning, who have nothing to play for. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, this is all part of it. Like, I've no, there's no. Is this whole point of sports is supposed to be? Oh, it's the best reality show in the world because there's no script. You, you can't. You have no idea. You can't write it out. Nobody knows what to expect, and that is the worst part of sports. Yeah. Yeah, so these final three games, we'll talk about them. You know, we'll we'll talk about the wins in the second half. Uh, so let's just <laughs> look at these. So yeah, so <clears throat> Thursday night they have the Lightning at home. Saturday night they have the Flyers at home. Uh, Monday they're back in Washington, and then Wednesday they are at home against the Canadians. Uh, we, we should probably we're we're working on getting a, an episode. You know, uh, trying to find a uh, record an episode uh, next Sunday too. So, uh, but we'll just talk about these four right now. Um, yeah, this is kind of again just the nightmare scenario. Like the Lightning, who just beat them five nothing. Yes, this time <laughs> they haven't lost to the, to the Islanders since Game Six. Yeah, basically. Um, yes, the Lightning are playing the Rangers the night before on Wednesday. That is meaningless. They have clinched a playoff berth already. That is also meaningless. If the Lightning called up the entire Syracuse Crunch roster and played them against the Islanders, I still would pick the Lightning to win the game. Like, there's just. There's something about this team that the Islanders cannot get over. Maybe it's that whole sitting on the goalie thing. Maybe it's the, you know, they just take delight in playing these guys and playing the Islanders and, and destroying their faith in, in uh, humanity. I don't know what that is. The Flyers have been a little bit hot lately. The Caps, the Islanders just beat again, and, and they felt they lost to the Rangers today. I, you know, if anything, that, that might be the easy, you know, the not the easiest, but like, Maybe the game that the Islanders could win, but again, the Caps, they just lost to these guys, so they're going to be a little bit pissed off. And then there's the Canadians, who the Islanders barely beat uh, half the time. So, like, the Islanders are a team that takes teams below them lightly. We've seen this time and again. They Again, they lost to Columbus and Buffalo not one week ago, right? And so you're telling me that they're definitely going to beat Philly, Washington, and Montreal? No, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. Like, I just don't believe it. And and this is this is how this team has built to this is in a way it's almost perfect that this season has come to this. They need to win three of a possible four games and they're, they're, you know, relatively, they should be the favorites in three of them. And yet, as, as you've said, and as I feel, and as I'm sure a lot of other people feel, we have no faith that they're going to win those three games because they have given us none. And And I'm not saying that because they lost these two games too. again, two good teams, frankly, it's just that all season long, they have lost games that we expected them to win and somehow won games we expected them to lose. And so I have no idea what to expect from, from these four games. And, you know, it's, it's possible this season could come to an end with a loss to the Flyers on Saturday. Like, you know, and then you're, you can yeah. take your 
all but assured playoff uh, <laughs> place and, and shove it because it means nothing. So I don't know. And then even let's say they even won all four of those games. And as we've been saying this, saying this whole time, depending on what the Panthers and Penguins do, we still got to sweat it out on day 13, you know, the, the 13th while the Peng- the Panthers play the Hurricanes, who will definitely have nothing to play for. And the Penguins play Columbus, who will also have, you know, they'll have something to play for, I guess. But right. no, there's no way in which this all works out. Even if they win all four of those games, there's no way in which this isn't a terrible, terrible way for the Islanders to finish their season and could could yeah. end with them just going home. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the end of the story. You're you're looking at a you know if you want to take the to look at the two kind of different paths here. Well, there's really three, right? Like there's the doomsday scenario: the Islanders lose to the Lightning and lose to the Flyers, close yeah. up shop, yeah. season tickets. See, nobody buys season tickets. Actually, <laughs> and obviously that would involve the Penguins and Panthers both winning. Right, right, yeah. Um, and then there's the kind of you know middle of the road situation where we just punt it to next week where. They travel to Washington, play Montreal, and hope like hell that the other teams kind of cough up a couple points. And then there's, of course, like the the also plausible scenario where the Islanders beat Tampa Bay because Tampa is just like screw it, like right, whatever. And and the fly- then they beat the Flyers because they're just better than the Flyers. And all of a sudden, you, you they're, they're virtually assured of almost being virtually assured a playoff spot right by the time they go to they go to uh washington so there but there's also there's just no anyone who's out there who thinks there's no way the islanders when the make the playoffs now is probably lying to you anyone who tells you that they're fully confident that the islanders are going to you know take care of business is also lying to you <laughs> the the only person you could trust is the person who says i've got no idea what the hell's going to happen i don't want to watch any more hockey i don't want to think about mm-hmm. the islanders anymore and all i'm going to do for the next four days is think about the islanders that's mm-hmm. the person that's telling the truth right. uh it's it's <laughs> it's terrible and and so like tuesday night th- let's just like think about what's coming tuesday night mm-hmm. first of all we got to get through a monday <laughs> and then we got to get through a whole tuesday mm-hmm. and then tuesday night we're going to have to deal with the Panthers and Sabres playing a game where everyone in the hockey world is going to be watching it because it's a, basically an eliminator, uh, at least for the Sabres. You feel like and uh, all people are going to say is, because it's going to be a back and forth. Neither one of these teams really mm-hmm. cares much for playing defense. They have some offensive talents. And all we're going to hear is, right. man, if we can only get both of these teams in the playoffs, that would yeah. be great. Like, Wouldn't that be sick? Making it worse is that everybody on your timeline and on your television is going to be telling you that they want this team in the playoffs and they don't want the Islanders in the playoffs. Right. That's going to make it even worse. And simultaneously, all hail Sidney Crosby. <laughs> he, will, he will be playing the New Jersey Devils. And yeah. while perhaps the, the, the fine folks who are uh, on this side of the window um, and not in the hockey media, Will will tell you that they're maybe sick of the penguin shtick and and are enjoying the the downfall. The 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 hockey media uh, will be willing Sidney Crosby across the finish line and and yeah. this Penguins team for another for one more go. Get these guys in seventeen straight seasons. Can you imagine an April and a May without Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin playing in the playoffs? I don't think that's good for the game. 
maybe we can just get these guys in and, and whatever one of the Sabres and, and Panthers. Like, mm. So we're going to be dealing with all this on Tuesday night while the Islanders are going to be at home. And, and while we, we, we're the suckers, we're the fans who already mm. don't have control any of the destiny. Like the Islanders can't control any of it because they're not playing. And we're just like, it's just going to be hell. Mm. We're, you're, it's going to be hell uh, watching these two games on Tuesday night. And if they both go poorly for the Islanders, then you got to deal with a Wednesday mm. where uh, nothing's going on. And then a Thursday night where the Islanders play the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning. And mm. so you got to get through that third. Like, yeah. I think my point is coming across here, which is this week just going to be absolute hell on earth at, in, your, yeah. in your fan life. Um, and I'm sorry mm. for it because, you know, if you're listening to the show, you, you like uh, us to have for some reason signed up for it um and <laughs> yeah i can't i can't I, I can't make you feel better like i i can't you and i we can say whatever we want like oh we really believe in this group like wow mm. like we got brock nelson and jg pajo like no i don't i can't make anybody feel better about mm. the situation that the islanders now find themselves no. in they, and oh, you not you, Dan, but you, you <laughs> listening or whatever. If we, you know, if you talk or to me and or on Twitter or text message, whatever, like you can't make me feel better either. Mm. Like you can tell me you feel confident, and I'll smile for a second and be like, I'm happy someone does. Mm. But that's oh, it. I mean, the Islanders aren't either. Like I haven't even watched their post game thing, but I'm sure it's like, yeah, you know, we thought we played okay, but uh, we didn't get the breaks <laughs> the other day, and uh, you know, we're gonna get them on on Thursday. We'll get back at it, and you we're know, excited to get deal. in front of our fans. Yeah, yeah. You should have we'll be been. Yeah, I just, you know, so, I mean, they're just, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, they could be down five points on that last game of the season. I'd be like, yeah, you know, we're we're right there. We just really felt like, you know, we were right there. So, uh, yeah, it's just, and again, you know, I, I, it's hard to, I'll, I'll ask you this before we, we go to the break. Like, we talked about, I guess it was the last episode or maybe the, year, the episode before where it's like, I said, this is why you don't lose to Buffalo and Columbus and back-to-back games in the same weekend. Like, was that worse than this? Like, was that was losing to Buffalo and Columbus worse than losing to Tampa Bay, Carolina? Obviously, the big difference is that these are two good teams as opposed to those two teams. But, like, the feeling is the same. Like, you you were handed two opportunities here to at least get something out of it. At least, at least against Columbus, they got a point. But, like... I don't know what what's a worse feeling. I guess it's probably this only based on yeah, like the I think it's proximity. This. Yeah, because like you have the context of those games, like like before, mm. where they beat the the Maple Leafs, they beat the Devils. We didn't even talk about that game. Like we'll talk about them on the yeah. second half. <laughs> yeah, like it was like you know they so they 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 were able to kind of buy some grace, mm. um, and then they with the this these two like they haven't done that yet. Like okay go out and beat the lightning and beat the flyers uh sure you know the calculus maybe changes a little bit but um we don't know if they're going to do that at all like and like it's just driving me nuts like we don't know what this team's gonna gonna throw up on thursday we don't know what the other teams in the race are gonna do we don't know we have no idea how many points it's gonna take i have no idea how many points it's gonna take to get in the playoffs I can just tell you that it's going to be more than 87, which is what the <laughs> Islanders have now. And it'll yeah. likely be more than 89, which is, mm. you know, 
like I, how about I, I'll I'll ask you like what what do the Islanders what do the Islanders need to do record wise it doesn't matter who they beat in it for you to think that'll be enough and and considering look like they'll have the tiebreaker over mm-hmm. Pittsburgh they'll have the tiebreaker over Buffalo against Florida it's a coin flip like these four games like what what is the bare minimum for them to get into the playoffs i'm i'm i don't even care about who who they play anymore yeah i mean you're asking me to do math very late at night so this is i'm at a a distinct disadvantage here but i'm gonna stick with the three out of four and say 93 points like just you know i think that would be the bare minimum if they did that and and still miss the playoffs (laughs) you might be like i think i think 93 is I think that's, but that's how thin the margins are. I think 93 yeah. is almost guaranteed get in. Right. I think 92 for the Islanders is mm. probably a guarantee to get in because of the tiebreakers. Mm. So that's two, one, and one. 91, I think you miss. Yeah. I, I, would, I would agree with that. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's five, five points from these last four games. And mm. like I said, anyone who tells you they're confident that they can get that done is, is lying to you. Well, there you go. All right. We're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll come back. We'll inject a little bit of positivity and talk about the two games that the Islanders played that they actually won last week, if you could imagine that. And, uh, and then uh, I want to talk about uh, Lane Lambert uh, and his anger <laughs> and his anger mismanagement uh, with Lane Lambert because uh, it's just too funny. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so come back on the other side. If you want to hear this podcast without the uh, obtrusive corporate interruptions that are to follow, Head over to patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Sign up for one of our two subscription tiers. Uh, you also get bonus stuff. We have uh, Mike's great long-suffering newsletter. You have my book club, which just came out this week about Dennis Potvin's memoir from 1976, which is a really interesting read. And you get ad-free episodes of the show. You get our mailbag episode, which we're going to record later this month. You get our country club atmosphere, non-hockey show. And uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So go to patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Sign up today, and uh, you won't regret it. It's a lot of fun. Okay? And uh, we'll be back on this side. Thanks. And now a word from the good sponsors. First, as always, VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, and jerseys featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and the Island merch, and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more, use the code 4CUPS, F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety puck. You guys spend 50 bucks, you use the code 4CUPS, and you get a free gift. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Go there today. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Learn more at ThePinotProject.com. Please drink responsibly. All right, so let's talk about the two wins that the Islanders did have last week, both of whom were actually very convincing. Uh, 5-1 win over the Devils, one of the better games the Islanders have played all year. Uh, It was great to see. Uh, The third period was a mess. (laughs) It was lazy and stupid, I have here in my notes, so maybe I'll take that back. But it was definitely one of the more satisfying wins of the year. Uh, Paul Mary scored two goals in that game. Bo Horvat did have an empty net goal uh, thanks to uh, a nice pass from Casey Zizekas. Zach Parisi also had an empty net goal, his 21st of the season. Um, and so it was a very satisfying win. Sorokin was great. He made 14 saves in the third period. Again, uh, and uh, Florida and Buffalo both lost in that night, so it was actually a pretty good night overall. And then they followed that up with a 2-1 shootout win 
in Washington, their first shootout victory of the season. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, perfect time for it. Engvall again. Uh, and uh, despite the score, the Islanders really, they they turned it up on the caps, particularly in the third period. It was all Islanders. Uh, they didn't get any goals, but shots were 15-5. And I mean, that was one of the better periods they had played. Um, in the shootout, it was Horvat and Palmieri, which was great to see. Evgeny Kuznetsov doing this stupid slow-mo thing. Oh, everybody loves the slow-mo. Isn't it great? Screw you. Get out of here with this nonsense. I remember when Franz Nielsen used to just beat you with the world's greatest backhand. Remember that? This is so stupid. But because everybody loves the Caps, everybody loves the Birdman, it's okay. We love it. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention uh, shots in the first period of that Caps game were 7-3 to Washington. And, of course, in the intermission, Paul Bissonnette was bitching. Oh, this is boring. Okay, well. How about the Caps only had seven shots on goal? Why is it the Islanders' problem? Only they're the ones who make it boring. The Caps, who are just as boring in that period, did not make the game boring. It's the Islanders making things boring. Okay, just just so we're clear on who's at fault here, we want to make sure about that. And again, back in the the shootout, you know, it's okay that he can do this and everybody loves it because he plays for a team everybody loves. Okay, great, got it. If that was somebody else playing, you know, if somebody were to get beat by that, they would not feel the same way, I'm sure. Uh, but in any event, the Islanders won, and it's their first shootout uh, win of the year. So, I mean, ultimately, this weekend was a disappointment because of the two losses we spent 45 minutes talking about. But these were two really good wins, and uh, especially the one against the Devils. You know, they had come in, I believe they had they clinched uh, maybe the night before. Uh, and uh, that was really good, although, again, the third period was just the same kind of garbage that we've seen for the islanders uh but uh the 2-1 win over the caps was actually very very solid so i uh i you know thought that was a really good one and that's what made me confident for this weekend but alas what are you gonna do um what were your thoughts on the uh these two wins here particularly the first shootout win of the year uh yeah like <laughs> the devil's the devil's game uh i was there and and the one of the nicest things was just hearing a devil's fan talk about how they feel about the Islanders the way the Islander fans, I think, feel about the Devils, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the, like I say all the time, enemy of your enemy is your friend. Right. Um, and, you know, had a conversation about uh, their potential meetup with the Rangers in the playoffs and how it made him feel. And he's just like, yeah, I'm you know, obviously nervous as shit. And, <laughs> and I said, I, if, I, you know, if I was you, I'd, I'd feel the same way, but hopefully you can take... Um, you could take some solace in that I'm I'm an outsider, and the Ranger I I I fret so much about the Rangers, uh, mm. just generally, um, that I think you guys have a chance. Like I I I think it's a coin flip against the Rangers. Like you be, <laughs> you can feel okay with the with that. I hope. Uh, and and he said, "Yep, that that makes me feel a little bit better." And um, the game was great. I thought like. The Palm Palmieri was looked like Connor McDavid that mm. night. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then the Capitals game, like I, it it almost felt it, like a moment where the Islanders listened to us because <laughs> we talked about just like realizing what 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 the goal is here. The goal is just to get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter mm. how you do it. It does not matter. All you need to do is get the necessary points to get in. And that's how they played that game. They mm. played that game not to lose. They got it to overtime. They've somehow won in the shootout. Um, and man, I can't believe how big that shootout point is right now. Right. You want to look at something positive, like 
when the Islanders got to overtime, I thought to myself, man, getting three out of four points f- from this this two game uh, little two game thing with the, the the Devils and Capitals before going to Carolina and Tampa Bay was huge. Three, I thought two out of four was the bare minimum. Three out of four was a win. We're not gonna get four out of four because we're going to shoot it. So just getting that point, man, like in a another one of these weird twists that the season throws at us mm. every other day. Uh, the Islanders winning a shootout ends up being massive, absolutely massive. Um, mm. And it was a game where Sorokin was awesome. I mean, he was great in both games. Uh, and and that is, like I said early in the first part of the show, like I can't say anything to make you feel better <laughs> about what's going on, but you can go to bed at night just thinking, we got really Sorokin. Like, so you hope that you know, with no back-to-backs and no chicanery, the Islanders will be starting Ilya Sorokin in, in four gigantic games down the stretch. And, mm. you know, I thought that even that lightning game, I don't, I don't have any qualms with the way he played. Like Romanov kicks one in after he, he was playing really well. One goes in off a shin pad of his defenseman. They lose Nikita Kucherov. I don't, how on earth that happened? Like, yeah. Yeah. Then, like you said, they were sitting on him at, for half the game. Like nothing, there was nothing that about that game that makes me worry about Sorokin at all. So they have him for these these four games, you know, knock on wood, uh, and that's like the only thing I could say because if you look at the Capitals Devils games, like Sorokin was so locked in, mm. uh, and you just hope that he he's as locked in as he was when, when they take on Tampa on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I mean, I, again, these games are not his fault. You can't. You can't fault a guy who's been playing at a Vezina level all season for these these losses. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think he looked all that great against Carolina, but again, the, 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 I'm not going to place the blame on him for that loss because his team played like ass in front of him for at least one whole period, if not the entire game. Um, he just looks tired to me, and and I I I don't understand. I mean, I guess you know he's played great all season again. He's played at a Vezina level, but like you also have Varlamov who is no slouch. Like he's he Varlamov played really well again. What was it? He played in the Buffalo game, I think, right? And and uh, again, he he was really good, but yeah. um, you know they lost. So I I get you know all right, fine. These are super important games. I get it, but like I just I feel like a couple of these games Sorokin could have played in. I mean, he Varlamov could have played in the Tampa Bay game, right? Like I don't right. know why you had to start Sorokin there, and or he could have played against Carolina. I know he got you know once he got pulled, it changed everything around. But I just I don't know. Varlamov, he's he hasn't looked great this season, as good as he's been last year, but oh no, wait a minute, what am I talking about? He's looked way better this year than he did last year when he was terrible. Um, I just feel like throughout the course of the year he could have gotten a few more starts. And I wonder if that would have changed things too. But we'll never know. But now yeah, now it's just you, you can't you just this is it. Like you gotta dance with the guy who brought you uh these last four. And And again, uh, I'm not blaming Sorokin for anything, for sure. Yeah. I'm just saying I, I wish I wish he had gotten a few more starts. And, and you know, as you say that there there were some other like coaching things that th- I kinda wish happened, especially tonight against the Hurricanes, where that like when they were yeah. down two one with you know twelve or so minutes left, just shorten the damn bench. Yeah. Like you don't you don't you have Bo Horvat who's who's struggling right now and a lot of or struggling to score I should say and, and just like finding a way to have a positive impact offensively. Uh, there's no reason why with three days off after this game that you can't double shift some of these guys. Like I know they played last night, but 
just empty the tank, empty the damn tank, and you know throw Horvat up there with with whoever Nelson, Nelson and and Palmieri and Angval with someone like just just double shift the hell out of these guys. You're good. You mm-hmm. you won't have many good players. Just mm-hmm. play the good ones for a while. Like I I thought the Sezikis line was actually pretty good tonight. They're probably not going to score. Like we didn't we don't we don't need to see them with eight minutes left. You, we we sure right. can see Casey Sezikis, but yeah. there was a you know. Double shift him with 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 Horvat. I know, I think he got one shift up there, um, late in the game. But like, just lean into it. Like this, you have to empty the tank in these situations. You can't even. You can't. Like the time for planning, it's it's almost like in in baseball when you know you're in a a do or die game and the starting pitchers like, you know, you got like Garrett Cole or whatever, and he he pitched game six. You're like. If, if he's available, like we're going to have, we can use him in game seven because if we lose, we're done. Like mm. the, they, I would love to see this team empty the tank somehow. Like, I don't care. I don't know how it's done, what you need to do, but they need to do something to, um, in these kind of situations where if they need a goal, like you don't need to continue rolling four lines until the horn sounds. And then everyone says, well, we played hard. Like, mm. no, just, just throw some shit at the wall and hope it works. Cause the shit that you keep doing when it doesn't work, it's it's pretty obvious to all of us. Like the Islanders were never scoring more than one goal tonight with yeah. if they kept going the way they did, and that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh I actually stopped watching the Tampa Bay game after two periods, so I could watch John Wick three, because I'm probably gonna go see John Wick four this week. But um yeah, uh so I, you know, again, I don't I'm not gonna place the blame on the goalies, but there there were a couple of strange coaching decisions, I thought, as well. I agree with you. Uh but one thing I think that is interesting about Lane Lambert is that he is just basically the angriest man on earth during these games. And I feel like I finally now have a connection with this guy that I didn't have before in our mailbag uh, for the Patreon that you have to be a, uh, a subscriber to, to read and to participate in. Somebody asked us a couple of weeks ago, like what we thought about Lambert as a coach. And we both were like, well, you know, it's only been, whatever three quarters of the way through the season, it's so hard to really kind of formulate an idea. They've had so many injuries and, and any, and all that it's, it's, we, I don't know. I don't really know. Like it's, I don't know what to talk, say about the guy. Now I know when he gets mad, I get mad and yeah. seeing him be mad makes me feel justified in being mad because I think we all know that these guys do have more to give. Like they really do. And, and especially, you know, <laughs> to get back to the game tonight in Carolina, like they were just sloppy, and stupid for so much of the game, just turnovers, just lazy, you know, just kind of throwing the puck around. Yeah, all right, here you go. And then, oh, now a hurricane has it. Like that drives me crazy. And now I can see from these shots of the bench, they're driving Lane crazy. And he dropped a Jesus fucking Christ, I believe, today, uh, after uh the uh one of the goals, or I think I think it was no, it was the penalty. I think the penalty that uh, somebody took late uh against uh, one of the hurricanes. So like it's just you know, I don't know if he has the answers to it. It doesn't make me feel better, I should say, but it does make me feel like, okay, at least, at least I'm, I, this guy's getting mad at the same things that I'm getting mad at. And I can't even imagine what he's saying in the locker room to these guys. If this is what he's doing on the bench. And the funny thing is obviously Barry Trotz was like an Easter Island Moai. Like we talked about this and he used to say himself, like he didn't get mad at the refs unless you know, he knew he was right. And so I don't think you think Lane is getting mad at the refs. He's definitely getting mad at his players. And like, we never saw trots do that kind of stuff. And here's Lane. He's like kicking the bench. At one point was it, was it against Tampa? 
I think he kicked the bench at one point. I don't know who was sitting in front of him, but it's like, damn, dude, like this guy's really mad. And uh, I've never seen that from a coach uh, in yeah. my lifetime that I can remember. And yeah, he I gave did. Noah Noah Dobson a death stare on a, yes. on a, <laughs> a, a terrible <laughs> turnover that I was giving Noah Dobson from right. a thousand miles away. And so, I was like, oh, yeah, and like you said, it it it, <laughs> it definitely feels like the, the right. connection to the fan base is building uh, because maybe he cares like we do. Um, but Lane, you, you, you have control over the situation more than we do. Like not, as, yeah. not, not a terrible amount, but more, <laughs> more than we do here by just saying, please, dear God, win the fucking game. Yeah. I mean, you could start, you could not have started Josh Bailey or whatever, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I do, again, it doesn't make me necessarily feel better about the Islanders fortunes or necessarily Lambert, but I do, I do. I'm, I am starting to forge a connection with this man. So uh i through his his anger and my anger which is probably not healthy but that's where we are i guess looking at ahead at the week on, on nhl app just right now there are no nhl games on friday really none that's great planning by the league incredible job by them <laughs> well i guess it's easter weekend but but eh, yeah it's really not yeah, yeah i mean you're just not going to have a game. Like we're talking heat of a, of a playoff race here. Mm. And there's just going to be one night where there's just no games. Mm. It's like at the beginning of the year, if you remember, they played like three games. There were like three days of games. And then they just like the first Sunday of the season, they were completely off. Yeah. Oh, what a league. Yeah. Well, Once again, it- why? Like bring me back to the original point of, that I was talking about at the top. Like, why why do we put ourselves through this if if, if like <laughs> stuff like that happens too it's just right well i mean don't worry about it because the commercials that the nhl has been running to advertise for the playoffs are have turned off enough people as it is i'm sure like, <laughs> uh, it, it's just so terrible with like a bunch of mismatched weird i don't guess viral thing one of them has like a giant head brad marchand like i don't know what's going on it's, this is how you're selling the playoffs i don't know what to tell you it's very weird, but all right. Well, let's um let's bag it up here because uh, it's it's a lot, and uh, you know, again, we, you know, the show is called Islanders Anxiety. So, like, if you're coming here for a pep talk, you might be in the wrong place, you know. And so this this episode is definitely not going to make you feel any better about this week. Um, but maybe the Islanders surprise us. You never know. Like they they could. I mean, again, we, they've done it all season. We've expected them to lose, and they come out and win. But now we're counting on them to win those games. So I don't know how this whole, you know, kind of weird karmic mojo thing works. So uh, hopefully, you know, by the next time we speak, uh, which, again, might be Sunday, we're, we're working on it. We'll, we'll let you guys know uh, it. Uh, you know, maybe their fortunes are different. And heck, maybe the Panthers and, and, and Penguins lose a couple of games and then they help the Islanders out because they have not been any more consistent than than our guys have. So. Who knows? But that's all we can do. A um, couple of announcements real quick. Um, again, join the Patreon. Uh, you know, we've got bonus stuff out there. You get ad-free episodes of the show. You get some bonus uh, discount codes, too. And uh, it's uh, it's really not a lot of money. So do that. Sign up. Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Uh, we have a new Twitter account. Uh, it's Isles Anxiety Pod on Twitter. It's tied to the Patreon. So when stuff goes up there. You'll notice it there. Uh, I'll try to use it more often than I did the last time. But uh, you can follow that if you don't already. Isles Anxiety Pod on Twitter, which obviously is a dying medium. But, uh, you know, why not? We'll just throw it out there. And uh, follow Fans First Sports Network, too, which is also on Twitter. You'll see that uh, in our podcast description. Um, 
Thanks to everybody who came out to the Ollie's Angels Animal Rescue Gala. They raised over $25,000. Really appreciate it. All the money went right to the uh, the shelter and the rescue. So, uh, hey, thanks a lot. If you if you contributed, really appreciate it. Um, that's, uh, that's about it. Uh, read Lighthouse Hockey every single day. Use the code 4CUPS at VintageIceHockey.com to get a free pint glass mug or puck. Try wines from the Pinot Project. Uh, Michael Leboff, any final thoughts on this terrible week that was and the potentially even worse week yeah. ahead? Yeah, I'm happy the week that was is over. The, the worst part yes. of the next week is it's not over. It's just beginning. <laughs> That's about uh, it. I, yeah. yeah. So um, Tuesday is going to suck a lot. Yeah. Um, I've got a Sabres Buffalo Slug jersey that I'll have to wear on Tuesday night. <laughs> um, pray to God that they can... Mm-hmm figure out a way to beat the Panthers in regulation. Hmm. I don't have a devil's jersey, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, hmm. this is what we want. This is what we were begging for last year. Like begging. Um, in a way, I l- guess. Yeah. <laughs> lamenting, lamenting that we weren't a part of the fun. Hmm. Um, and now we are, and it's not fun. Hmm. And uh, yeah, the Islanders are going to, they're gonna need to, they're they're gonna need to to win these two games this week, or or else. I mean, I'm 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 scared. I don't I don't really have any co- more coherent thoughts to wrap things yeah. up because I'm just terrified. I, I no, I'm I'm as scared as you are. Um, you and, know why uh, it's so scary is because of everything we've already been through. Right, like this season, it ending in the playoffs almost make that makes it all worth it. Hmm them not getting into the playoffs, then you seriously look back and you go, why on earth? <laughs> why on earth? Like I knew this team was bad in yeah. December when they were stinking up the joint. Mm. And then they would like show a flash of life. Uh, remember that, that whole stretch where they didn't score. They just scored yeah. like one, one or zero goals a game. Yeah. I was going to say, if they, if they do all this and miss the playoffs, then the entire summer is going to feel like their January, which was awful. Like their January, they did not score a single yeah. goal. They lost every game, and it felt terrible. Now imagine and, that protracted out for four months during the course of the summer while a bunch of teams we hate uh, contest for the Stanley Cup. Like, <laughs> that's just what it's going to be. And, you know, you're going to go through all, all the shootout, all, all five shootout losses, yep. stupid games, again, against Buffalo and Columbus and whoever else, whatever other Arizona, Patsy team they lost to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, zero points again, Arizona against Arizona, yes. I believe. So like, yep. like it's, it's uh, yeah, like you'll, you're going to play mm. all that stuff and repeat. Yeah. They but lost. Then if they make, if they make the playoffs, you're going to be like, holy shit, we're, we're going to look back on it. Like, mm. that's the, the difference here. Like so many times in like sports, like whether it's soccer or, or mm. baseball or hockey, like, well, you know, if, if, if that puck hits the post, if it's like an inch to the right, we're, we're, we're talking about. You know this this coach doesn't get fired, and that that doesn't happen, and whatever. Mm. For the Islanders, they they somehow you know if they they get into the playoffs, we're we're looking back on the season and on on this show and on Weird Islanders, and mm. in years from now, we're gonna be like, man, that twenty two twenty three team, right up there with the you know the oh six oh seven ride, so much fun, <laughs> gets them into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and we, Pierre Engvall was on it. Nikita Sashnikov played a couple games. Like, you know, we're that's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to be looking back with fondness. 
Yeah. If they don't was, get in. Yeah. We're, we're going to hate it. We're going to hate oh the season. God. They wasted us incredible yeah. season from Zach Parisi and, mm. and Ilya Sorokin and all it, this stuff. And I think it might go for, for different reasons. It might go into the pantheon of the 15, 16 team that we've talked about a couple of times yeah. now, which is, which was a good season with a lot of conflicted feelings attached to it. You know, Hey, they won a playoff round for the first time in 23 years. That's great. Yeah. And then what happened? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just, so it might, it might end up again, totally different scenarios and situations but it might end up in that bucket right you know, i could see that where it's like yeah you know there was some good good cool stuff that happened that season yeah and then and then what you know so it's one of those uh but i'm glad you brought up weird islanders because i totally forgot hey you got nothing else to do friday there's not going to be any other islanders game so if you're not going to see john wick four and you're not going to see the super mario brothers movie you can listen to weird islanders the podcast we got a new episode coming out this week if you're watching wrestlemania right now you might want to check it out because there's a little bit of wrestling flavor to it uh that's all i'm gonna say but uh it's got three guys on it one of whom you absolutely have never heard of in your entire <laughs> life because he's by far the most obscure player we've ever had on a weird islander so you're not going to want to miss it so check that out check out michael leboff's work at the action network and podcasts and, and in written form where can everybody find you on twitter uh the big lebowski with two e's follow him at the big lebowski follow us at isles anxiety pod on twitter and we'll be back next week Hopefully we'll be in a much better mood than we are tonight, (laughs) which is very bad. But uh, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye.